Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls. Blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches. And you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening to UncooperativeRadio.com. And I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Hello, Susan. Hello, American Patriots. All right, what are we talking about this evening? We start the show with a prayer, then the ups and downs for the week. Did you know this? What's up with our schools? The illegal alien invasion report, and they blinded me with science. If we get to it. Yeah. Okay, then. Time for prayer from our 2007 Sunday show. When Minister Joe Wright was asked to open the new session of the Kansas Senate in 2007, everyone was expecting the usual generalities, but this is what they heard. Heavenly Father, We come before you today to ask for your forgiveness and to seek your direction and guidance. We know your word says, Woe to those who call evil good, but that is exactly what we have done. We have lost our spiritual equilibrium and reversed our values. We have exploited the poor and called it the lottery. We have rewarded laziness and called it welfare. We have killed our unborn and call it choice. We have shot abortionists and called it justifiable. We have neglected to discipline our children and called it building self-esteem. We have abused power and called it politics. We have coveted our neighbor's possessions and called it ambition. 
We have polluted the air with profanity and pornography and call it freedom of speech and expression. We have ridiculed the time-honored values of our forefathers and called it enlightenment. Search us, O God, and know our hearts today. Cleanse us from every sin and set us free. Amen. The response was immediate. A number of legislators walked out during the prayer and protest. In six short weeks, Central Christian Church, where Reverend Wright is pastor, different right, logged more than 5,000 phone calls with only 47 of those calls responding negatively. The church was receiving requests for copies of this prayer from India, Africa, and Korea. Commentator Paul Harvey aired this prayer on his radio program, The Rest of the Story, and received a larger response to this program than any other he has ever aired. God bless him. He's in heaven. I'll let you know how the prayer works for my show. <laughs> we haven't done that one in a long time. I save I save a lot of prayers that I like. That's more of a prayer. It's a prayer and a story. Yes. All right, the ups and downs for the week. Up from KTLA5. So 1.2 billion barrels of oil have been discovered in Alaska, marking the biggest onshore discovery in the United States in three decades. It's God, Brian, because he knew Trump's in charge now. And we found oil. Because if Hillary was there, Barack Obama was there, that oil would have sitting forever. We got plenty of oil that's sitting forever right now and has been forever. Oh, and just before he left, he made it so he couldn't do any offshore oil rigs. It's one of the things he did on the way out the door. Reverse it. I don't remember but how it was, but it's not something you can reverse. Um, Let me see. The mis- massive find of conventional oil on state land could bring relief to budget planes in Alaska brought on by slumping production in the state and the crash in oil prices. The new discovery was made in just the past few days in Alaska's North Slope, which was previously viewed as an aging oil basin. As I told you, the earth makes oil. They go to de- they go to places that have been pumped dry, and they go back later, and now they're pumping oil out of it again. And you can look this up. This is an actual theory. And I can't remember the name of it. But I'm sure you'll just stumble upon it. The new discovery was made in just the past few days in Alaska's North Slope. Spanish oil giant Repsol and its privately held U.S. partner Armstrong Energy announced the fine on Thursday. Predicting production could begin as soon as 2021 and lead to as much as 120,000 barrels of output per day. The oil resources lie in a well called Horseshoe that's 75% owned by Denver-based Armstrong. Repsol owns the rest of this well. The discovery is 20 miles south 
of where the two companies have already found oil in a project known as Pika. That northern project is already in early development and is 51% owned by Armstrong, which is the operator on both developments. The interesting thing about the discovery is the North Slope was previously thought to be on its last legs, but this is a significant emerging find, Repsol spokesman Christian Ricks told CNN Money. Of course, this news won't ease rising concern among investors about that the stubborn glut of oil in the U.S. There are increasing signs that shale oil producers are preparing to ramp up output after surviving a two-year price war with OPEC. Repsol has been actively exploring in Alaska since 2008 and has an additional presence in the Gulf of Mexico. Shares of oil and gas company jumped nearly 3% in Madrid trading on Friday. The North, the North Slope finds comes less than six months after Kalis Energy and private equity giant Apollo Global Management announced a massive Alaska oil discovery in the waters of Smith Bay. All of this is a big win for Alaska, which last year had to freeze hiring and limit state employee travel due to trouble in the oil industry. Alaska, which relies on oil and gas taxes for the vast majority of its state revenue, has been hit by the one-two punch of shrinking production from its mature fields and the fact that oil prices have been cut in half in recent years, and the growth of people moving to Alaska was amazing. Uh, but you got to understand, Sitka and... and uh, Anchorage. That's where all the money goes. That's those are the big cities. That's where all the welfare is and all the all this you know nonsense spending that shouldn't be. Things have gotten so bad that the Trans Alaska Pipeline system is barely being used these days. This is also great news for the state of Alaska. Alaska Governor Bill Walker said in a statement, "We must all put pull together to fill an oil pipeline." That's three-quarters empty. So, that was some positive news. More oil, hopefully lower gas prices. Oh, but it's going to take 20 years, uh, 10 years to get going. I don't care. It's got to start somewhere. Every journey begins with the first step. All right, a down from Fox News. A federal judge on Friday blocked President Trump's administration from enforcing his new travel ban against a Syrian family looking to escape their war-torn homeland by fleeing to Wisconsin. The ruling is likely the first by a judge since Trump issued a revised travel ban on Monday. According to a spokesman for the Washington State Attorney General, who has led states challenging the ban, The Syrian man filed a new complaint on Friday afternoon alleging the new order is still an anti-Muslim ban that violates his freedom of religion and right of due process. He asked Conley to block its enforcement against his family. U.S. District Judge William Conley said there were daily threats to the Syrian man's wife and child that could cause irreparable harm. He issued a temporary restraining order barring enforcement against the family. The order doesn't block the entire travel ban. It simply prevents Trump administration from enforcing it against his family pending a March 21st hearing. 
The court appreciates there may be important differences between the original executive order and the revised executive order. As the order applies to the plaintiff here, however, the court finds his claims have at least some chance of prevailing for the reason articulated by the other courts, Conley wrote. A Syrian Muslim man who was granted asylum and settled in Wisconsin has been working since last year to win U.S. government approval for his wife and three-year-old daughter to leave the devastated city of Aleppo and join him here. The man, who is not identified because of fears for his family's safety, What happened? Oh, thing again. Um, the man who is not identified because of fears for his family's safety filed a federal lawsuit in Madison in February, alleging Trump's first travel ban had wrongly stopped the visa process for his family. His family better be squeaky clean. That's all I got to say. Up from the ass O'Shaded Press... A joke book written by a conservative author and filled with blank pages in a dig at Democrats is the top-selling book on Amazon. Reasons to Vote for Democrats, a comprehensive guide, consists of 266 pages. It has a table of contents, chapters, and a bibliography, but no words on the pages other than the book and chapter titles. It's billed in the description as a political treatise sure to stand the test of time. As of Friday morning, it was Amazon's best-selling book. The paperback is available for about eight bucks. Author Michael J. Knowles tells Fox News that when he took a look at the Democrats' record and reasons to vote for them, he thought it was probably best just to leave all the pages blank. I agree. I can't think of one reason you would want to vote for a Democrat. I'll write it down. From the Jerusalem Post. Scotland Yard and the Federal Bureau of Investigation are investigating more than a hundred bomb threats made to Jewish groups in the United States and Britain since January the 7th, U.S. and U.K. law enforcement and Jewish community officials said. The investigators said there is evidence that some of the U.S. and British bomb threats are linked, according to people in both countries who have listened to the recordings of the threats. Most of them have been made over the telephone by men and women with American accents. American doesn't have an accent, has a lot of accents. Those voices are distorted by electronic scramblers, waves of threats against U.S. Jewish groups, including community centers, schools, and offices of national organizations such as the Anti-Defamation League, civil rights group, have been <clears throat> followed within hours by similar but smaller waves against Jewish organizations, mainly schools in Britain, Jewish community representatives in both countries said. Okay, this is a really big deal. And I am sorry. You notice this started after all of the refugees came into either our country or European countries. These are refugees doing this. And we don't we don't know who's doing it. 
The voices are scrambled. Okay, but the fact that we have... We're, and they're just threats. Nobody's done anything. Yeah, but the fact that we now it's happening in Britain and we're having a joint task force... It's likely has to do with Islam. Because Islam is evil. FBI officials in Washington confirmed that the agency is investigating the threats against U.S. Jewish organizations. Sources of Britain's Jewish community said London's Metropolitan Police, otherwise known as Scotland Yard, is conducting its own investigation and collaborating with the FBI. Okay, so... Now, you do understand this is how it works. Islam absolutely positively hates Jews. Because, why? Because he stole the whole framework for his his religion from them. That's why. Um, So now they're coming over here, and they're already starting... What they're going to continue to do at a greater and greater level, they are gonna they are gonna make it uncomfortable for Jewish people at the very least. Oh, maybe start burning places down or killing people. I don't know. They're they're Muslims. They're freaking crazy. They shouldn't be here. They're worse than libtards. Well, progs. I just felt like using the word libtard. The other thing with the FBI, everyone's going to Freeze. say, see, that's how we, why, <laughs> this is why we need them. This is why we need the FBI. What would your answer be to that? Um, we have the marshals. So you'd have the marshal department inspecting or collaborating with Britain. If that's what we were using as federal law enforcement, yes. Because that's the only thing that's constitution, right? Constitutional. Well, no, they can pass any legislation pursuant to their powers in the Constitution to enforce said powers. Now, they do; they can say they have a need for, you know, intelligence gathering investigations inside the, the United States for certain things like, like this, maybe. But do understand that where what where were the threats made in what state against what state what city? Because then it's a matter of city and state. It has nothing to do with the national government. But the city and state under the Constitution cannot go with another foreign government to do anything. No, they can't. So this does fall on the purview of some, in some way of the, the FBI has always government. been... It, it, it's not unconstitutional, but it's, it's just got to... It's wrong. It's got to go back to a pure investigative unit and advising local law enforcement and, and not a full law enforcement organization right you, if you if you lie to the fbi you go to jail yeah that's, that's nonsense too they can lie to you but you can't lie to yeah, them that's bull i'm they, sorry they, they, any fed asked me a question to go lawyer any law enforcement agency asks me a question i'm gonna go lawyer well i don't know that i can lie to law enforcement i don't care i still want a lawyer well i'm gonna get a lawyer anyway but <laughs> i'm not talking to you i want a lawyer go away i just go i I don't know how to talk to law enforcement. I need an attorney. Oh, and um, always request a jury of your peers, no matter what an attorney tells you. Screw them. It's your only chance to get a a jury that's going to not enforce an unconstitutional law. The other thing about because all F- the judges are going to enforce them. The other thing about the FBI, they haven't stopped one damn thing. And I bring this up every show I know, and you can't take it. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. <sighs> Numerous ones, and they've listed them off. So maybe you do a search. Yeah, but they still have let a lot slip, and a lot of people have died. 
Yeah, and they'll they'll point out that that was homegrown terrorism. There wasn't people coming from outside. Those people born here, citizens here, even. That's not true. The Boston bombing; those people did not were not born here. Well, the Boston bombing didn't really happen. It didn't. No bombs went off. Uh, On the uh, marathon. Well, bombing? all right, one bomb went off. I forgot about that. Two yeah. bombs went off. No, dear. there were two bombs, but the second bomb well, they recovered and defused. Anyway, um, and they did kind of I, look. That whole thing was a was a black flag event. Anyway, that. That was all just, those people were put up to that. Come on. They just happened to be doing, uh, practicing in that city, in the Boston, where the Boston Marathon's going on. They just have to be there in force doing a mock scenario of terrorists. And then suddenly they're a real terrorist and they got locked down the whole city. I'm sorry. That was set up. There's a lot of things that are going around this country that were set up. All the shootings. Oh, and by the way, noticed when Obama was in office, Caesar, the piece of crap that he is, how many shootings were there? He wants shootings. Every time there's a shooting, he goes, oh, we got to get rid of the evil guns. Notice since Trump has been in, there hasn't been a shooting incident? Well, he hasn't been in that long. That's not the point. The point, it was happening like weekly. Under Obama. <coughs> no, now you're exaggerating. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> Remember, he was in for eight years. So you're going to have to how many incidents are you talking about over eight-year period? That was a lot. <laughs> well, there's only one way to find out. you got to look it up, Susan. I mean, I don't, I don't pontificate about nonsense. It's Either it's a fact or it's not a fact. And right now we don't know it's a fact because we didn't look it up. If something, if something comes to my mind, I look it up. You know, the other thing that I was thinking about just now, everyone's screaming about Russia. Russia actually warned us about the Boston bombers. Yes. Yeah, they did. They did, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> People forget that. Nancy Pelosi. They, they wanted, they set them up. This was that was just a setup so that they could take more power from us. Look how easily it was to make everybody stay inside. What do you mean? <laughs> Suddenly, I have lost my liberty to travel because you want to play war games. Sorry. By the way, uh, again, you want the people on your side. The people are everywhere. The people are where the terrorists are. So if the people are armed and they're properly educated then they can take care of the problem themselves and that'd be the best way to take care of the problem because law enforcement cannot do this this is something we this is something we know from many different times in the middle east and also even ireland you, you can't deal with terrorist cells because they act independently they do there's no leadership there's nothing to there's no structure to unravel there's where they are now the police you don't want the military because the best thing what they're made for is blowing things up we, we don't want the military doing things inside our borders uh we could use the state national guard i mean it's a lot of things you can do but we don't because we can't because the federal government says it's in charge of everything it's amazing the constitution was supposed to create a, a little teeny limited government and Oh, the Constitution now created a monstrosity. 
the same constitution. Uh, the other thing before you go on that I'm thinking about the Boston bombing and you're saying about the citizens, the citizens alerted, number one, the police to find these pieces of crap. And number two, they used private cams, the, the police in, investigating in the FBI, they used private Cameras, they always do. No, for the private people owning them. Always do. Right, so why do we need all these cameras from the government? You've got to ask yourself We don't need all these cameras, period. I don't know why everybody wants the government watching every move everybody makes. Like you're saying, we, the people, are the best source and resource with this fight. When you're talking about terrorism, anybody that knows anything about terrorism will tell you. The people, unarmed, unarmed and trained people, are the best deterred to terrorism because we're there we're armed and we're trained to act not just call 911 by the time they get there boom happens or worse you've seen the shootings how many people get killed before the cops actually show up exactly you see what i'm saying that everywhere this happened there was people regular people look at that mall thing someone a concealed carry permit stopped that guy stopped that shooting was it an officer? Was it an off-duty officer? It was a citizen with a concealed carry permit that stopped that. See, he was there. on, And he had the tool, which is the gun. That's why everybody should be carrying guns. And that's what's going on with all the um, armed citizens protecting our police department. We already know of three, at least maybe four stories where if it wasn't for an armed citizen, a cop would be dead right now. That's true. I don't know why they're so easy to pull out of their cars and beat up, but they sure are. I mean, that, that became a, a trend. That's a, This is from Black Lives Matter, by the way. That's what that's all about. All right, back to this. FBI officials in Washington confirmed that the agency is investigating the threats against U.S. Jewish organizations, otherwise known as Scotland Yard, is conducting its own investigation and collaborating with the FBI. Scotland Yard did not immediately respond to an email requesting comment. Some of the most recent threats were called in Tuesday to ADL offices in Atlanta, Boston, New York, and Washington. White House spokesman Sean Spicer said President Donald Trump's administration would continue to condemn them and look at ways to stop them. The threats, 140 of them in the United States alone, according to Jewish community leaders, usually have involved callers claiming that the improvised explosive device have been placed outside the buildings that have been threatened. However, no homemade bombs have been found outside any of the threatened premises in either the United States or the UK, community officials said. It's a soft break there. You're way over. It's 26. Just stop. Let me finish the story. It's long. Good. <laughs> then we won't. Boy, you just got to keep going, huh? Earlier this month, all 100 U.S. Senators signed a letter to Homeland Security Secretary John Kelly, Attorney General Jeff Sessions, and FBI Director James Comey, who needs to get fired, expressing concerns that the wave of threats will put innocent people at risk and threaten the finances of Jewish institutions. Well, they're already creating problems and they didn't do anything but make a phone call so you know why wouldn't they why would they stop 
Federal prosecutors in Manhattan filed charges against Juan Thompson, a former writer for the investigative website The Intercept, earlier this month, alleging that he was responsible for at least eight threats emailed to Jewish community centers as part of a sustained campaign to harass and intimidate a woman with whom he had a romantic relationship. The Intercept, the news site, had fired Thompson months earlier for allegedly fabricating quotes. Jewish community officials in the United States and Britain said they think the threats that investigators linked to Thompson were not related to the larger campaign against Jewish organizations in their countries. And with that, we have to go to breaks. So Young Cooperative Radio Show, you stay tuned, because we'll be right back. <laughs> Hi, this is Jeff Carlisi from the band 38 Special. The mainstream media has failed the American people once again. Internet radio networks like Red State Talk Radio will not fail you. Tune in 24 hours a day, studios A and B. Great conservative programming around the clock. Red State Talk Radio, the dominant force in Internet conservative talk radio. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194. That's 800-917-2194. Opening a registered nurse's eyes, a life-altering journey across North America by Susan Francis Bonner is available in ebook form for Kindle owners at Amazon.com for $7.99. It is also available at CircleBPublications.com in EPUB format, which should cover most of you for seven ninety nine. This true story chronicles the changes Susan witnessed in nursing, the medical field, and in our nation during the years 1998 to 2002. It is written to expose what goes on behind the scenes concerning health care in this country, the common problems our nation faces, and what it is like to live across North America as a travel nurse. It is not politically correct or for the faint of heart. She hopes to inspire her fellow Americans to stand up for what is right and persevere no matter what the difficulties they encounter on the great journey that is called life. Again, the novel is Opening a Registered Nurse's Eyes, a life-altering journey across North America by Susan Francis Bonner, available in ebook format at Amazon.com and CircleBPublications.com. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. 
and you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the Term Lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891 800-430-1891 Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. Back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Hour half of one. Okay, I have a few questions. Why is the FBI doing this, and how come Homeland Security isn't having anything All to right. do with it? Remember, I constantly tell you about complete sentences. Stop using things like this, that, and otherwise. Why is the FBI the only one that's involved in this? Why was I the FBI? Yes. Why isn't where the heck is? Why do we need Homeland Security then? We don't need Department of Homeland Security. We didn't have it until George W. Bush, and we didn't need it. We still don't. The problem he was trying to create, fix, he created more of. Putting more bureaucrats in a bureaucratic system that's not following the will of the elected, it doesn't help. I just don't understand why is the FBI involved and they're not. their jurisdiction, that's why. So what's Homeland Security's jurisdiction when our Jewish people in our country are being threatened? Department of Homeland Security is something that uses other agencies. This is ridiculous beyond belief. The FBI's been around your whole life, so it shouldn't be that ridiculous. Yeah, I'm saying Homeland Security's ridiculous. Homeland Security should never have been created. There was no need for it. If we have the FBI, and that's supposed to be dealing with things in the country, and the CIA is supposed to be outside the country dealing with foreign stuff, uh, that's okay. But what do we need the Department of Homeland Security for? I don't, I don't see any need for it. Wasn't there before? I say just get rid of it. I agree. They're not doing anything about this. And every time there is a terrorist attack in this country, uh, San Bernardino was a terrorist but, attack. Come on. The FBI is so politicized. How do you know they, they won't set up and actually give people bombs to blow things up? 
I'm sorry. I that needs to be a serious clean house up there in Washington D.C. Right over there, because that's the problem. It's so corrupt. Everybody in it, anybody that's been there any length of time, has already gotten into the bureaucratic mode. They this, they're doing what, what they were ta- trained to do, and and they they think that's they're allowed to do it, even though they're not. But they believe it that they're allowed to do it, so they are. I mean, that's our whole government. They believe they have this power, so they do, but they don't. Sorry, we have to give it to them. They're not allowed to take it. Anyway, uh, the people in this country that are Jewish are just going to have to suck it up. Since there's so many left-wing Jews in America, and since their ideology caused this, I don't care if they suffer. They deserve it. They should have fought to make sure those refugees never came over here. They should have screamed no to Islam from the highest buildings. Every single one of them in unison. No to allowing Muslims in this country. But did they? No. They did the prog they're the progs now. The bleeding heart liberals. They just uh uh-huh. the poor ah, the poor Muslim misunderstood. I don't even understand my own history. Oh. Well, you're going to understand the history. You're going to relive the history because the Muslims are going after the Jews in America first if everyone doesn't get that. And it's easy. The black communities in the, in the ghettos, they, they're right on board. They hate it. So they'll be easy, to, easy useful and itch to use. And then, you know, all of the left will link up with Islam like they did every other place, even though every other place after it was over, they were gone one way or another. So Islam is evil, and the Jews have been stupid throughout the history. Just read the Old Testament, the Torah. If you want to read the Torah, the Kamat, Kamash, and the Talmud, uh, that'd be that'd be pretty eye-opening for Christians to read that, which was basically the Old Testament. All right, did you know this from the Independent Sentinel? Maxine Waters just implicated Barackus Obamanus, the Obamination, in the spying scandal. Along these lines, what did she mean in 2013 when she said, Obamanus has a secret database with information about everything on every individual? The president has put in place an organization with the kind of database that no one has ever seen before in life. Representative Maxine Waters told Roland Martin in February 2013. You know, she's, she's, she's a wackadoo. She's, a, she's a, just a nut job. And that's why she's, she doesn't realize she's actually hurting the Democrat Party. Because she's a lunatic and she shouldn't even be in office. That's going to be very, very powerful. Waters said that that database will have information about everything on every individual on ways that it's never been done before. And whoever runs for president on the Democrat ticket has to deal with that. They're going to go down with the database and the concerns of those people because they can't get around it. And he's, uh, Obamanus, 
been very smart. It's very powerful what he's leaving in place. The reconstituted version of OFA, Organizing for America, was announced in January 2013. As a tax-exempt 501c4, the group is not required to disclose its donors nor the amount they donate. The group's director, Jim Messina, and other OFA officials met in February 2013 with Warner Brothers Chief Executive Officer Barry Meyer. Tennis Channel CEO Ken Solomon and around 30 others in Brentwood, California for a State of the Union watch party. If you will recall, Barackus Obamatis was using the intelligence services to build many massive databases that included information of every American. The New York Post called the databases a vast and permanent network of discrimination databases which Obamanus already is using to make desperate impact cases against banks that don't make enough prime loans to minorities, schools that suspend too many blacks, cities that don't offer enough Section 8, and other low-income housing for minorities, and employers who turn down African-American jobs due to criminal backgrounds. Oh, I see. You can, you can uh, not hire Shea Whitey as a convicted felon, but you have to hire the black felon? Wow, that's, uh, that's, that's wonderful. And now that's, a racist, that's racist right there. Because I told you Obamanus was a racist. Well, he is a racist. He's still alive. The plan was for civil rights groups to have access to these databases long after Barackus Obamanus is gone. But he is gone. And how do they get access to that database? Is it a government database? Did he port it out to private servers? If so, I guarantee that's a punishable crime. You can't just take private information from every American and transfer it to private servers off of government servers. That is a crime. I I, I swear, I am open and pray that both the Clintons and the Obamanuses get put in jail. Yep. They should have been in jail a long, long, that would long send a, time ago. That would send a, a real nice message to the politicians and the people themselves. Oh, and, and the globalists. And, oh, by the way, you'll never get rid of the database. Because as I said, it's been backed up somewhere. It's been backed up maybe a lot of wares. But... They know you could, Trump could come in and say, erase that database. Well, you can. But it's still out there. It's like everything else on the internet. Once it's there, it's there. Well, that's forever. I'm, I'm confused about that as well. And hopefully you can explain it to the folks. When you say that we erase stuff off of our computer, it really doesn't get erased. You delete things. You don't okay, erase okay, them. Delete. This isn't a pencil. Okay, delete. What about it? Yes, no, believe it or not, you'd be, first of all, usually that only goes into your trash bin, which means it's still there until you empty the trash. And then even if you empty the trash, you can still retrieve it? You can. Most people do not know this, dear. At, at, at certain levels, look, the only way I know, I mean, I know how to do it, so it can't be recovered. 
most of it. There'll be echoes. They might be able to pick up digital echoes off it of stuff. But what you have to do, I don't even say it right now so everyone knows it. If you want, if you're going to sell a hard drive, I advise you to do the same thing. You not only erase everything, as Susan said, <laughs> delete everything, you reformat the drive. And then you tell it to write in every, every sector on the hard drive, to write over every sector on the hard drive. And the more times you do that, the less digital echo will be around. Um, but, yeah, that... That, that works most of the time, and uh, it should still work even, even with the tools they have in the government. So is that what The idea is to write over the, the information that was on the hard drive so that new information takes its place. That gets rid of it. Just deleting it doesn't. So is that what happened with Killary? Is that why they couldn't get anything from her? Oh, yeah. They use bleach bit. That does it automatically. And then not only that... There, there were devices. She, they smashed a bunch of devices, phones and hard drives. And no one is getting in trouble for this? No. She should be. Everyone's like, oh, see, that she was exonerated. They didn't investigate. Couldn't find anything. They found a whole bunch of crap. Did you pay attention? They just said they weren't going to prosecute her. But she was guilty of everything that Session says she was guilty of. Because if you listen to Kobe answering the questions, he didn't want to answer them, but he, he had to. And so the way he answered it was kind of weird. But he just kept saying, is that true? And he would say, no, blah, 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 and, and, and explain. But he never called her a liar. Really. What asked the question? Hitler, he said this. Is that true? And the person says, no. Is that not calling her a liar? Yes, I heard it. I think so. That's, I cannot believe this. Like you said, it's circus and bread. But this is getting dangerous now, Brian. It's not just circus and bread anymore. Oh, the closer we get, the worse it's going to be. The left's never going away. Islam's never going away. It's a fact of life. Globalists are never going away. Well, globalists are leftists. And now I hear that uh, Hawking, I am Hawking, tried to tell us to just create the opposite. And this is why he came out and did this. Trump's going away from the UN and all that global nonsense. He says... The only way to be safe in the future from robots rising up is to have a one-world government to, that can put it down. What I see from the one-world government is they talk a lot and they do little. Have you noticed? Yeah. The bigger the government, the, the slower it is. We don't need the United Nations. We, don't, we do not want a centralized world government. No. Here's the simple truth. The more you centralize power, the more corruption is going to be. Get the UN, get us out of the UN and kick them on, off the island, and uh, you'll, you'll see a giant change in the country. Because the UN does, has effects on our government. And it shouldn't. And besides, we need all that money we're giving them to pay off our debt. I'm waiting for Trump just to go, well, we're out of this, we're out of that, we're out of that. I'm not paying for this, I'm not paying for that. Nope. 
That's what has to happen. He, we have to get to a balanced budget. And then we have to get to the point where we have extra in the budget to pay down the debt. That's how things work. That's how it's going to have to happen. It's the only way it's going to happen. And, and man, it's going to hurt. But the longer you wait, the more it's going to hurt. And the same thing goes with the health care thing. Like Donald Trump said, well, all right. If, if I can't get something passed, I'm just going to let it go. I'm going to let it blow up on its own. And then you all be really sorry you didn't listen to him in the first place. Not that the government has any business in no, insurance, health care, <laughs> telling people what to buy. None of that is is constitutional. Forget about it. Okay, from USA Today. Under newly proposed California self-driving car rules, the state's Department of Motor Vehicles will let companies test autonomous vehicles that lack that quintessential car component, the steering wheel. What else can they shed? Brake pedals and human drivers anywhere in the car. Once the cars have been tested, either on a closed track or through computer modeling, Self-driving cars will be able to tool around California roads without drivers or even the ability to be driven by a driver. Prior to this, autonomous vehicles had to have a driver sitting ready to take charge at any second should anything go wrong. Now we Which just... kind of does away with the whole notion of an autonomous car. If you have to be there and focus and concentrate, getting ready to take control at any moment, you might as well be driving. I don't even know why this is a trend. I don't even know why this was created. I don't know. I probably probably someone that didn't like drunk drivers. Okay, so but it, you could just sit in the back and and let drink. You, let your car drive you home and drink. Well, yeah. Well, if the, if they don't have open contained laws for passengers. The other thing, this is profoundly stupid. We just watched the Criminal Minds, where they were taking over cars and killing people. Yeah, that's already happened in the news, and we have reported it. Why would you get into a car that you couldn't control? Why would, why, why a would lot you... of people are rethinking their purchases. <laughs> Buying a new car doesn't seem like a good idea anymore. They're starting to think, oh, I need to go back to carburetors. Yeah, no computer. This is profoundly stupid to me. That's the only <laughs> way we're going to protect ourselves from this. The government has the power to do this. It's absolutely a fact. And it's, and it's been done. In my opinion, at least twice that I read and reported on. So one was a reporter that was an enemy of the Clintons. Yeah, you got to know. You got to know the Clinton mindset. His, here's Hitler's response to Julian Assange hiding out in uh, South America. He's just walking around just like that after doing this, and he just gets to walk around. Why can't we drone him? In other words, assassinate him with a drone, like Obama apt, was apt to do. He did it more than once. But though everyone in the room went, uh, no, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> this is the woman that... She was ranting, literally pacing and ranting. She wanted that, she wanted that man dead. Now tell me she's never ordered someone's death before. That that was first thing in her. Why can't we drone him? Oh, because well, that would be murder. 
And by the way, although Julian Assange, you may think, is a criminal for sharing things that were taken by hackers, this is what hackers were actually created to do. They weren't created. I mean, they just became him. Uh, I knew quite a few of them. I did a little bit in my time, too. But the idea was always to get into government computers, find out what they're not telling the people, and get it released to the people. And in that way, Julian Assange has, has done that. And whoever was the one that actually did the hacking that gave them the information, they don't do their own hacking. They're not a hacking organization. They're a clearinghouse for information from hackers. It's the way they can get it to the people, see? It's always the point. It always was the point until about a decade ago. I remember these punk kids doing all kinds of stupid anarchist things on the Internet, you know, destroying people's websites and stuff and calling themselves hackers. That's, that's not what a hacker does. A hacker hacks into a system. That's the hacking. Then finds information. Or you might, I've chilled around quite a few places. And I found nothing interesting. Uh, but, you know, you will if you keep looking around. And then if it's something that you believe the people should have a right to know, you, really, you get it to the people. And how is that a bad thing? You know, it's surprising that so many conservatives really think that that's treasonous. I'm like, no, everything the Obama administration and Hillary has done is treason. It's not treason. Look up the definition of treason in the Constitution. I mean, they really can't stand that these people are doing this. <clears throat> of course not. They're, they're making everything known to us that they don't want us to know. I'm talking about conservative talk show hosts. I know, because you can't. we can't have people hacking to giving away our secrets. The problem is they're keeping secrets against us. The problem is... CIA, FBI, the intelligence agency have been radicalized. The political that has to be that has to be turned around. Trump's got a lot of work, and I, you can't do it in one term. I'll tell you that he's got a lot of work ahead. I mean, he's got to do a drop in the bucket compared to what needs to happen because he won't get he can't get us back to the Constitution. There's just too much government to get rid of. Only we, the people, can get us back to the Constitution. Yes, after we take back our states, and then the states reassert constitutional sovereignty, it kicks out the feds, takes back the land that the feds claim is theirs, blah, 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 on and on. Does not allow feds to operate, enforce (laughs) any laws or regulations on the people within their sovereign borders. And the the only reason you can be in here is constitutional, which means... Magazines, forts, and other needful buildings. Buildings doesn't say doesn't say land, doesn't say parks, right? Built needful buildings, but they need, as the federal government, to operate. Now, and the thing is, they they'll want to do a whole bunch of things inside the state, and the state's got to be on them. Like, I'm sorry, you weren't quite understanding me. You don't get to do anything. I'll decide what's constitutional. Not you. You you don't need this building. Clear out. Well, and that's that's what has to happen. And that way we'll get back to the Constitution and, uh, oh, you just think they're going to turn over and let it do No. I think there'll be conflict, but I think there'll be a lot less bloodshed if we do it this way. Rather than just deciding to start attacking the government with weapons. Uh, starting a revolution. 
You got to try everything before you go to a revolution. It's got to be the last resort. But I got to go. It's your Uncooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned because we'll be right back. This is Jeff Carlisi from the band 38 Special. Let us never forget that police lives matter. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with one another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitles them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. Read the Declaration of Independence. It's an old document that never grows old. This has been a public service announcement from the Uncooperative Radio Show. Are you a city-dwelling liberal who loves the environment? Do you cry every night because you feel that global warming will destroy the earth by the time you wake up? Is your only goal in life to smash the George Bush and Dick Cheney evil oil empire? And is Al Gore your arch-magi of all that is green? Then do we have a solution for you! Yes, liberals, here's your chance to do your part to change America from a freedom-loving republic to a communist socialist paradise. Just walk, bike, or drive your carbon credit vehicle to the uncooperative moped dealership. We carry an assortment of diverse and politically correct mopeds in every style and color, liberal smell not included. Our dealership knows the importance of stopping global warming and defeating the warmongering conservative from taking over the world by getting rid of all the cars, SUVs, light trucks, and pickup trucks, and soccer mom vans from our city streets. So drive your patchouli-loving ass out of the gas-guzzling, environmentally-destroying, mechanically-driven device today and onto one of our fully-loaded mopeds. Al Gore will be glad you did. I don't know if this is a good idea, son. Using funk. But, Dad, we gotta reach out to our base somehow. Besides, I love James Brown. What will your mother think? The border goes from coast to coast. Easy to get into here. We got intercontinental overload. Just slip under the fence. It don't make any sense when there's no documentation. That's too far. And somehow or some way we're gonna find out who you are. Sneaking in America. Trying to hide from immigration. Sneaking in America. Across the land. Across the nation. Sneaking in America. Operation Homefront operates programs with the goal of making a difference in military family quality of life. They serve younger families of deployed service members, typically in the ranks of E-1 through E-6 in all branches of the armed forces. Operation Homefront provides a wide range of programs and is dedicated to helping the families our troops leave behind. 
For more information, please visit their website at operationhomefront.net. I am officially running for President of the United States. Could he actually win? No freaking way! Which Republican <laughs> candidate has the best chance of winning the general election? Donald Trump. <laughs> There's not going to be a President Donald Trump. Mr. Trump will not be President. Trump will never be elected President of the United States. You're not going to be President. A all man right? who will never be President of the United States. Donald Trump is not going to be President of the United States. Take it to the bank. He will never be president. Donald Trump is not going to become president of the United States. She's at plus 19. Do you think the tapes made a difference? Of course! They made all the difference! This race is over. Hillary Clinton has raised more than double Donald Trump, vastly outspending him. The presidency at about 89% for Hillary Clinton. Uh, your analytical model has uh, never been wrong. Now projects Hillary Clinton to win presidential election. 100% chance. You still think she has a 100% chance of winning the election? Mm. I do. And what would Donald Trump have to do to turn things around? Prayer and hope for a festivist miracle. <laughs> this is CNN's coverage of election night in America. The fight for the presidency. Because we don't care. Oh, okay, have Kentucky. Who cares? Kentucky. Don't no, care about Indiana. Don't care. Indiana with West Virginia, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Mississippi, South Carolina, Alabama, Kansas, Nebraska, and Wyoming with its vote North Dakota and South Dakota, Texas. Uh, up and down the middle of the country, all red. Arkansas, Louisiana, the state of Montana, Missouri. Yeah, it was at 80% an hour ago for Clinton. What is it now? 68%. Okay, uh, God damn it, I'm nervous. Ohio. Back to the Uncooperative Radio Show, Hour Two. Okay, these self-driving cars. I don't want to be on the road with them. So, could I have them put a sign on it that this in front of me is a self-driving car? So, your answer is, is you want to pass more regulations? No, I just want to put out a public announcement. Could they please do that for me? You're just do a campaign for it. You're requesting them to do that. Yes. For your fellow citizens, please tell me. It's bad enough that I don't know the person in front of me or back of me is driving like a doofus. Now, I don't even know if they're driving. Right? Yeah, I don't think you're going to get anywhere with that. Though. Hey, look. When we just went into town, right? We went into a really bad snowstorm, okay? What was going on with the truckers and the people passing us? Driving too fast. That couple of truckers were way too close to us. Yep. All right, autonomous vehicles. They've already hit the roads, but there, there was already one. I think, I think it only happens in uh, only happened in California. By the way, it got in an accident. <clears throat> Prior to this, autonomous vehicles had to have a driver sitting ready to take charge at any second should anything go wrong. Instead, manufacturers will now have to submit an application, certify. There's a communication link to the vehicle. Provide a copy of their plans for any interactions with local law enforcement. How how would you inter, how can a car interact with law enforcement? 
Um, okay, where's the driver? <laughs> can, can you ticket the autonomous vehicle? I'm just saying. Seems like there's a lot of questions that need to be answered. Create a training program for remote operators and get a safety assessment letter from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Why? I don't know. It's unconstitutional. Automakers seek relief on states' self-driving car laws in a shift. Companies will no longer have to get permission from the jurisdiction where they plan to test the cars, but instead simply notify them in writing. The proposed regulations were published Friday, and the public now has until April the 24th to comment on them. The new rules could take effect in 2018. They're in response to frustrations that California was moving too slowly in the race to develop these pilotless cars, potentially losing ground to other friendlier states. Currently, both Florida and Michigan stand allow autonomous vehicles to be tested with few restrictions, and Arizona has almost no rules at all governing them. 21 manufacturers are testing autonomous vehicles. Why do we need legislation for everything? Every time we come to something new, the government right away says, we got to control it. And you go, yeah, you got to control it. What's wrong with you? No. Look. If this autonomous vehicle hurts somebody, gets an act, hurts property or person, the company's going to pay through the nose for it. There doesn't need to be any regulations, laws governing this, that, and the other. Again, they want to control absolutely everything. And no, I'm sorry. that Again, we don't need the national government doing these things. And it's unconstitutional anyway. All right. Um, 21 manufacturers are testing autonomous vehicles in California. These rules protect public safety, promote innovation, and lay out the path for future testing and deployment of driverless technology. This rulemaking is the next step in working with stakeholders to get this right, California Transportation Agency Secretary Brian Kelly said in a statement. I don't care what happens in California. It's damn progressive hellhole anyway let them bury themselves consumer groups say proposed rules are too lax they kick many of the safety enforcement issues to the federal government requiring that any robot car deployed must certify that it meets federal motor vehicle safety standards said john simpson privacy project director at consumer watchdog a non-partisan non-profit public interest group oh There are no federal safety standards that explicitly apply to autonomous vehicles. Good, because any of the laws, safety laws, are unconstitutional. Because of this, the safety checklist is meaningless. It only asks that manufacturers voluntarily say, yeah, we thought about this stuff. It's a wave of the future. Again, AIs might get so powerful they want to overthrow the world, but I'm still not for centralizing power. 
from the associated press. Popeye says the church must study whether it's possible to obtain ordain married men to minister in remote communities facing priest shortage. <coughs> in an interview published Thursday with Germany's Dieseit, Popeye stressed that removing the celibacy rule is not the answer to the Catholic Church priest shortage, but he expressed an openness to study whether so-called viri probati, or married men of proven faith, could be ordained. We must consider if viri probati is a possibility. Then we must determine what tasks they can perform. For example, in remote communities, he was quoted as saying, The viri probati proposal has been around for decades, but it has drawn fresh attention under history's first Latin American pope, thanks in part to his appreciation of the challenges facing the church in places like Brazil, a huge Catholic country with an acute shortage of priests. Brazilian Cardinal Claudio Humez, a longtime friend of Francis and former head of the Vatican's Office for Clergy, is reportedly pressing to allow Viri Probati in the, in the Amazon, where the church counts around one priest for every 10,000 Catholics. Francis has shown particular openness to receiving concrete proposals for ordaining married men as well as his own pastoral concern for men who have left ministry to marry. He has maintained friendship with the Argentine widow of a friend who left the priesthood to marry, and he spent one of his Friday mercy missions last year visiting with men who had left ministry to start families. He has also said that while he favors a celibate priesthood, celibacy technically can be up for discussion since it's discipline of the church, not not a dogma. The church allows some exceptions to the rule. Priests in the Eastern Rite Catholic Church are allowed to be married as are married Anglican priests who convert to Catholicism. In the first major interview that Francis has given a German newspaper, the Popeye was asked whether he experienced moments in which he doubted the existence of God. He responded, I too know moments of emptiness. But he pointed out that periods of crisis are an opportunity to grow saying a believer who doesn't experience that remains infantile. Francis also repeated his warning of the dangers of rising populism in Western democracy, saying populism is evil and ends badly, as the past century showed. In the interview, Francis Popeye also confirmed Colombia was on his travel itinerary for 2017, as well as India and Bangladesh. He ruled out Congo, which had been rumored, but mentioned Egypt as a possibility. Popeye also recently said he hoped to visit South Sudan. Popeye. She's going to want to play that. Ah. I wish I knew what was wrong with her phone. Hello? So, Popeye says, yeah, yeah, bye-bye, I don't care. Uh, the celibacy rule, 
I'm 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 a fundamentalist, but there's an argument to be made to not do not have it. I mean, if you have a shortage of priests, you got to expand your pool. And is celibacy that important? What does it really bring, other than, you know, not being married to a hellhound witch? But that's not likely to happen. (laughs) Uh, If a Catholic priest marries a woman, the woman's got to be a very devout Catholic. Otherwise, they'd never get along. But there's the argument on the other side, and this is what and this is what you're going to hear. Jesus told his disciples to leave their families to follow him. And that's why priests are not allowed to marry. That's where it comes from. I don't see Popeye. Well, no, because I wanted to ask you a couple questions about this. I still don't see Popeye. I'll get Popeye up. I've been done for... I've already been stretching for minutes here. But I... People don't understand that this is actually a thing. That there's this is actually a uh, how can I say it? Um, I don't even know what this is. You're doing it again. This and that doesn't the, do anything. <laughs> the this uh, regular it's not a regulation. So you got regulation in my head now. This practice they had a contingency for it. The practice of being celebrate, right? There's no contingency. Well, there's that that law. Pot, what do you call it? That thingy. That's not a law. It's a concept. But they actually had to write it down, didn't they? It's been around. You, so you weren't here. I'm just saying they had been to around write a it. long, long time. Actually, it's okay, nothing new. So has been challenged and discussed and debated throughout the history of the Catholic Church. That's what I wanted to know. This was actually has been debated a lot, a lot. It wasn't just a new All thing. of the religion has been thoroughly debated. And you just, you're on the fence with this one, because I wanted to know. You were just saying that you, you're a fundamentalist. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not a Catholic anymore. I don't really care. I really don't care. So you don't think it's a good thing? I think change in religion is bad because it's saying the religion says this and the and the religion's always right. Okay? But then later on down the road they go, you know, it turned out we're gonna not do that anymore, we're gonna do this. The Catholic Church has done that way too much. So and it's all putting to me. I'm sorry. Um it's too much corruption, too much politics in the Catholic Church. All organized religions have the exact same problems. Now this is another question. Which and is, infiltrated by progs, completely and utterly straight up to the top. This is another thing they didn't bring up in this article. Do you, in your opinion, do you think this would decrease pedophilia within the church? No. Why not? They don't want to have sex with women. They want to have sex with little boys and little girls. Once a pedophile, always a pedophile. Yeah. You don't want to let them get married because then they abuse their own children. That's what I. That's what I got off of this. I didn't think about the the uh, priest shortage. I thought he was doing this to get rid of pedophilia because the last story we no. did was about it. No, you have a severe shortage of the priest, and he's specifically th- thinking of letting it go in the Congo. So there's a lot of things that are happening with this Popeye. Well, what they say? Where was that place in South Africa? Was it Congo? The other one. Um, but there was 10,000 
Catholics for every priest. In the Amazon, that was it. I guess there's no Muslims there. Because Christians are getting killed, like, every day. They're not, they're not in numbers down there, no. That's what I'm saying. Why would you give them more priests? You just give them more people to kill. The priests are there to service the community. How is one priest going to give communion to 10,000 people? I didn't even think of that. Might be a, another miracle will happen, like the, the, the bread and the fishes. <laughs> bread and the fishes. I think, I think their, their fish stores is a, uh, and loaves. All right, Popeye, here we go. Hey, kids, there's a new cartoon show for you Sunday morning. I'm Popeye the Holy Man. I live in the Vatican. Eat spinach for dinner, then bless all the sinners. I'm Popeye the Holy Man. This week, Popeye baptizes Brutus. Hey, Popeye, takes off that big dumb hat before I knocks it off. Oh, yeah? Take this, you big palookas. <laughs> Holy water, Popeye. <laughs> and next week, Popeye hears olive oil's confession. Oh, my gosh. Be there, or be St. Peter's Square for... Popeye the Holy Man. <laughs> How embarrassing. All right. I love Popeye. Good, good old Popeye. <laughs> Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this man does not reserve does does not deserve our respect. All right. So, what's up with our schools from Heat Street? Do you want me to call, play her? Cool. Uh, why don't you play at the end like you did the last one? Okay. Sounds good. <clears throat> from Heat Street. Students at an Iowa high school who dressed up in America-themed red, white, and blue clothing at a basketball game are being blasted for their insensitive attire. Insensitive attire, really? Because one of the teams has players from refugee families. Great. So there's a, there's a Muslim in there. I just want to tell the folks, especially people that are just joining us for the first time, Brian reads a cold show. So when he said I'm surprised, it's because he doesn't know what he's reading yet. <laughs> he didn't read it before. It's all new. <laughs> all right. Um, Morgan Wheat, the assistant coach for Des Moines North, slammed Valley High School students' patriotic attire. Any normal person, any educated person, could look at that and think, what the hell are these kids thinking, he said. No, what the hell are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, what's, you're suddenly, you're, you don't like the American flag. That's your problem. Well, are you a Muslim? He's a prog. Several other players from North came from refugee families, according to the NBC local affiliate. A lot of people were very upset about it. A sophomore from North told, why? They're in America. They're supposed to be wanting to become Americans. That's the American flag. What's the problem? There is none except, oh, I have, a, I have a right not to be offended. No, you don't. There is, you have no right not to be offended. Sorry and pound sand. Go back to where you came from. The other thing is, Brian, what concert, well, real conservatives, constitutional conservatives are screaming about, and some conservatives, these people that are coming over here, they are not going to assimilate. They're not. 
and they're going to make sure Muslims never do. But even the even South the brown pieces of crap South American people, Mexican people, they want us to assimilate to them, and that's not how immigration ever was. You came here, you assimilated, and I had a couple of talk show house uh, callers call, call into them and tell them that they came like from an Italian family or German family, and they spoke that language in their homes. And I well, actually some knew, did, and I actually was very, very good friends. My family was very, very good friends, and still are with the Italian family, and they would speak it in their homes. But that was it. Their kids went to an American school to learn English and the American ways. And that's how it was. Not anymore. They want us to learn their freaking ways. This really infuriates me. Edward Kennedy broke the whole system. Because my dad came from Puerto Rico, and the first thing he did was learn English. Explain to me why we'd let poor people come over here. I have no clue. If if you're going to live off social services, we don't want you here. We don't need more people in social service. So we got too many as it is. I mean, this this subject and what's happening is really near and dear to my heart because my dad would not let us speak Spanish at all, ever. And he, when we went to visit the only relatives he had in Manhattan and they were speaking nothing but Spanish, that was it. He was done with them. My children, he said, are not going around people that do not want to be Americans. And I never saw him after that. This infuriates me that we're allowing this. And we're actually thinking it's okay. Allowing it. We've been doing it for decades now. That this idiot actually said this. I feel like smacking him across the face. <laughs> I just, I'm glad he's not in front of me. You don't want to get a Puerto Rican pissed. <laughs> okay. A lot of people were very upset about it. A sophomore from North told the local CBS affiliate, even if that was their theme for the game, I feel like they should have switched that because everyone knows North is a more diverse school. We're all supposed to be Americans here. What's the problem? At Valley High School, total minority enrollment is 26%, while at North it's 66%, according to U.S. News and World Report. I feel sorry for the minority. People. Black people don't uh, get offended by the American flag. So who's getting offended by the American Thank flag? Thank you. After North students and their parents took to social media, the student government at Valley High School hand delivered an apology letter. It has been brought to our attention that the decision by the Valley High School student section to wear USA apparel on our game last night was offensive to members of the of your community and fan base. The student leadership members wrote, We are deeply sorry if we have offended anyone. Please know that our intent was in no way to offend or demean, just to support our own team in the way we have done before. Valley High School isn't the first to come under fire for embracing a USA theme. Last fall, administrators at Ramapo College in New Jersey vetoed an offensive American-themed barbecue planned by the college Republicans and college Democrats. It was even bipartisan. What was wrong with you people? When did being American become offensive? It's been offensive to hippies for decades. This is really disgusting. It's making me feel physically ill. I'm sorry. That we have gone to this extreme that being an American... It's saddening. 
It's maddening. Sad, it's maddening and saddening. We have do- we've done this to ourselves, Brian. How in God's name have we gotten here? By letting, uh, not paying attention to the government, not enforcing the Constitution. That's how we got here. I have to be offended to be an American? Are you freaking kidding me? You should be. You should expect to see people patriotic in America and not get upset by it. And you're getting upset by it. You're part of the problem, not part of the solution. And this is what we're teaching our children to be ashamed of being an American. No, really, this is really pissing me off. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, t- I'm tempted to get like ISIS flags, any kind of Muslim flags I get my hand on, and uh, go downtown and just start burning them. You know, get get in a protest and just start burning those flags. Since they're allowed to burn our American flag, I figure we could burn foreign flags. No problem, right? Freedom of speech. All right, moving along from the Associated Press. Mississippi universities that refuse to fly the Confederate-themed state flag could lose proposed tax breaks. The latest twist in a long battle over a symbol critics see as racist. Uh, they see everything as racist except what actually is racist, and that's the people in, in the ghetto. All eight of Mississippi's public universities have stopped flying the flag because it prominently features the Confederate battle emblem, and that has angered supporters of the banner. The State House voted 57-56 to Wednesday to withhold proposed tax exemptions to public universities that refuse to fly the flag. However, a top lawmaker, House Ways and Means Committee Chairman Jeff Smith, Republican Columbus, said the flag provision is likely to disappear from the final version of the bill in the next few weeks. Senate Bill 2509 <clears throat> would provide tax exemptions for Mississippi State University and the University of Southern Mississippi, but it could be expanded to add other schools. <clears throat> Republican Representative William Shirley of Quitman wrote the flag amendment and said universities should fly the state symbol, whatever it is, if they take state money. It has nothing to do with the current design at all, said Shirley, who attended a rally at the Capitol in 2016 to support the current flag. Uh, Democrat Representative Chris Bell of Jackson said forcing universities to fly the flag will hurt academic and athletic recruiting. Boy, you're reaching. Let's stop hindering the future of Mississippi, Bell told House colleagues. This takes us back. I ask that you not take us back. We need to go back. We need to go way back. Mississippi is the last state with a flag that that includes the Confederate symbol. That's how it's written. A field of red topped by a tilted blue cross dotted with 13 white stars. The flag in use since 1894 has been a source of division for years. Voters chose to keep the design in 2001, but only after a series of public hearings that devolved into shouting matches over a symbol that supporters see as a representation of history and heritage and that critics see as a reminder of slavery and segregation. And with that, we're going to go to a break. It's in Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, because we'll be right back.
common socialists. You will be assimilated. Your individual liberties, personal freedoms, and mental individuality will be added to our own. Resistance is futile. Attention, users of the blood-thinning drug Xarelto. If you took the drug Xarelto and experienced complications such as cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, you may be eligible to get a cash award for your suffering. Call the Xarelto Help Hotline now at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. To qualify for a cash settlement, you must file a claim before the deadline. So don't miss your opportunity for a cash settlement. Call 855-719-3101 now for a free no-obligation consultation. Our call center is open 24-7. So if you took the drug Xarelto and experienced cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, call the Xarelto Help Hotline at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. That's 855-719-3101. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the Term Lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. Sample rates cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. 
Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194 That's 800-917-2194 Okay, and welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Hour half of two. I am under the weather. It's got to be the weather, Susan. Now, you just heard a commercial break, and you heard some actual commercial commercials along with our parodies. When you hear one of our commercials, we don't get paid for just airing them. We get paid for how many people call. So if you hear something you're interested in, please Jot down the number. Don't go later and look it up on the internet and go on your own, because then we won't get paid. And the ad agency won't get paid. And that's just not right. So, please, keep pen and paper handy at all times anyway. And I, to quote someone, yeah, I do expect you to uh, fact check me, if you will. (laughs) Since that's such a popular thing now. But as I always said, never believe me, never believe anybody. Look it up. We put the links up at uncooperativeblogger.com within a day or two after the show. You can look at our sources there. Okay, like other symbols of the Old South, the Mississippi flag has become under increased scrutiny since the June 2015 massacre of nine black worshippers at a, char- at a church in Charleston, South Carolina. The white man convicted in the slayings had posed for online vo- photos holding a Confederate battle flag. South Car- Carolina lawmakers removed a Confederate battle flag from the State House lawn soon after the slayings. And there were bipartisan calls in Mississippi for the state to change its flag to better represent a state with a 38% black population. Petitions calling for elections to either change the flag or preserve the flag both failed. However, because organizers gathered too few signatures. Mississippi House Speaker Philip Gunn, a Republican, publicly called for changing the flag in 2015, but bills have failed because Gunn said there is no consensus in the Republican-majority House. GOP Governor Phil Bryan has said repeatedly that if the flag design is to be reconsidered, it should be done by voters and not by lawmakers or courts. The 5th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals heard arguments Tuesday in New Orleans over whether to revive a flag suit. The attorney who filed the suit, Carlos Moore, argues the flag portrays him and other African-American residents of Mississippi as second-class citizens. A federal district judge, Mississippi, ruled in September that Moore lacked legal standing to file the suit. 
But Moore is asking the appeals court to reverse that decision and order a trial on the merits of his arguments. It, it makes us second class. No, it doesn't. You're all citizens, you doofus. This is just a flag. It's not a big deal. All right. From CNS News. American University police are investigating a hate crime on campus and asking for help identifying the suspect who posted anti-feminist flyers around the school Tuesday. Feminista. Students say the offense might have gone unnoticed by the student body if campus police hadn't issued a crime alert providing surveillance camera photos of the suspect and requesting help finding him. It's good that they called attention to it because if they hadn't, then we probably wouldn't even have known the posters were put around campus. One student told Fox 5 DC, well, if that's the case, what difference does it make? Exactly. And that was, again, that was a plant. That the campus police went out of their way to point this out so that they could rile up these kids. It's ridiculous, Brian. They want a revolution. They have no idea what a revolution entails at all. But they want one. They think they're going to win. They're going to die. Things are getting a bit sporty. I was glad that the school reacted to quick enough. I mean, I mean, you can interview a bunch of people. A lot of people didn't even see it. Another student agreed. <clears throat> Campus police had swiftly removed the flyers which included a vulgar word, and told women to make a sandwich. What's a vulgar word to them these days? I have no idea. Stop? Shut up? What's a vulgar word to these porcelain dolls? I don't know. Constitution? Yes. The flyers constitute vandalism, not just a hate crime, since the school did not authorize their posting on campus property. Yeah, well... I thought there was free speech in college campuses in this country. No, only their speech is free, not our speech or anyone that disagrees with them. Not anybody you else. Keep it up, and I'm gonna leave. That's who's. That's the free. Moving speech. right along. No, you gotta have to wait a minute. Well, you should have been doing that this whole time. You were getting upset with me. Anyway, did you want? Didn't you want me to play something? I did, but you're not ready, so I'll just move along. Well, no, you want. I didn't know if you wanted me to play "Stupid Girl" or for the illegal alien invasion report. No, you told me that you wanted me to play the stuff that we do for well, the education. Well, then maybe it should have been queued up for the education thing. Well, if you're gonna do it, do it. Hurry it up. It's just, just playing games now. No, I'm not. <laughs> I gotta find it. There it is. We have never invested as much in public education as we should have because we've always had kind of a private notion of children. Your kid is yours and totally your responsibility. We haven't had a very collective notion of these are our children. So part of it is we have to break through our kind of private idea that kids belong to their parents or kids belong to their families and recognize that kids belong to whole communities. Once it's everybody's responsibility and not just the households, then we start making better investments.
What's going on here? This is, this is radio. You've just created silence. We're moving along. Leak Light and Razor Report from Buffalo News. Federal agents are not the only ones trying to remove people from the Buffalo area who have entered the country illegally. If Bill Bing, a carpenter's union official, discovers workers at local construction projects suspected of being in the country illegally, the the union tips off authorities. That information has led to some raids and arrests, he said, although the detention last month of 32 individuals suspected of being in the country illegally and working at projects was not his tip. We are not directly responsible for the information on those two raids, said Bing, the local representative for the Northeast Regional Council of Carpenters. Bing said he is glad to see the enforcement of immigration laws and makes no apologies for when he or other union members tip off federal and state authorities. The job should go to American citizens and that it is not a union versus non-union issue, he said. There are very good local union and non-union contractors who suffer the fallout from dirty business, Bing said. This directly affects area living standards, not to mention the tax dollars New York State, Erie County, and the local municipalities don't and won't see. Other trade unions, he said, tip off authorities, but they are not as proactive as we are. The Carpenters Union devotes a lot of money and resources to this. But even as the unions supply tips, immigration and customs enforcement officials say there have been numerous false reports of federal officers conducting law enforcement actions against immigrants. Reports of ICE checkpoints and sweeps are false, dangerous and irresponsible, said Khalid H. Walls, an ICE spokesman. These (coughs) reports create mass panic and put communities and law enforcement personnel in unnecessary danger. Walls said, any group falsely reporting such activities are doing a disservice to those they claim to support. Developers say they want only workers who are legally in the country at their construction sites, but sometimes they lose control of who is showing up for work. Take, for instance, the hotel conversion of the long-abandoned Dunlop Tire Corporation headquarters on... An eyesore on an eyesore forever. Uh, an eyesore for decades off the I one ninety near the North Grand Island bridges. J.S. Patel, the owner, said he does not condone the use of undocumented workers at that site. But nine construction workers there were detained by Border Patrol agents February the fifteenth and charged with immigration violations. Patel's company, Rudra Management and Rosewood Hotels, had hired TG Interiors and Drywall Incorporated, a contractor in the suburb of Dallas, which brought in the undocumented immigrants, illegal aliens. <sighs> why, did, why can't they just say illegal aliens? Six telephone calls and messages left the TG Interiors seeking comment were not returned. Patel said it was his understanding that the workers had proper documentation. Given what happened, he said it is unlikely he will hire the Texas contractor for future jobs. We don't take the system lightly, and we don't deviate, Patel said. 
George La Barbara, Patel's superintendent in charge of $8 million hotel project, now regularly checks in, checks that all workers at the site have proper documentation to work in the United States. You know, they tried to nail Donald Trump with this as well. Nail him with what? That he had people building his buildings that were illegals. That came up during the campaign. Well, again, he had problems with subcontractors. See, there are other complaints that the, he ripped off contractors that worked for him. No, he didn't. They ripped him off. They didn't do the job that they were hired to do. And he was, he's not going to pay him until they do it. And they gave him lip and he said, you're fired. And he gave the job to somebody else. I don't have a problem with that. Speaking of fired... I was confused today because you told me, and I read a headline, that Jeff Sessions asking them to resign, the lawyers, was firing them. But then this one guy came out and said he wasn't, he was fired. Resignation is called, is what I call voluntary firing. You fire yourself. (laughs) And you do that. So that it doesn't go down your record that you got fired for anything. You didn't get fired. You resigned. You left. They didn't fire you. However, if you don't do what's asked of you nicely, well, then I have to come after you and get rid of you personally. And that's what's going on now. And they made a big deal of it in the on the online newspapers because he's he's crying. Wah, wah. I was fired. I was Again, fired. This, he, that, she, and, the, uh. One of the attorneys. I was fired. I was fired. That's what he's screaming to high holy heavens. No, they're not attorneys. They're attorney generals. No, they're attorneys within the Justice Department. 48 of them. No, they are attorney generals. There are 90 something, 93 of them. There were only 46 who didn't voluntarily leave. And of those 46, he now told them to leave. Attorney generals are state. They're not federal. Yeah, You want to look it up, Susan? I do. Okay, you do that. <clears throat> they are federal. They work within a state, but they are federal. No, they're state attorney generals as well. We the just... state attorney general are the is under the attorney general. Do you understand that now? The Attorney General, they're under the Attorney General of the United States. Anyway, while she bothers to look this up, I'm actually going to move along. We're, we're not required to do it, but we are, Patel said, adding that he encourages subcontractors to hire local residents to work on his projects. Of the 23 workers detained on February the 13th at a convenience food store, just down the road from a sprawling apartment construction site on the 4800 block of Hamburg Southwestern Boulevard, seven ended up charged with either felony reentry after being previously deported or immigration violations, according to the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement officials. Those workers were employed by subcontractors who were hired by yet another subcontractor, Big said. DGA Builders of Pittsford, the general contractor at Clifton Heights, declined to comment when contacted by the Buffalo News. 
But a construction worker at the site told the news that worker documents are now being carefully reviewed. Every state has an attorney general as part of the state's government. The attorney general is usually an elected official and is often limited by a state's constitution to serving for for two four-term years. The attorney general is the chief legal advisor and law enforcement officer for the state. That's what a state attorney general does. And yet, they answer to the federal. No, they don't. They answer to the state. All right, so who did he fire, wise guy? I did the story. He fired 46 attorney generals. Look it up. What the heck is wrong with you? We're not even two hours in and you're already... We're on the third hour. Really? Mm-hmm. We don't end till 10 o'clock at night. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can we get rid of dead I don't know. Maybe we should just let them listen to dead air. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I'll just move along. The story's boring me. It doesn't say anything important at all. From CNSNews.com, U.S. Customs and Border Protection is hailing a marked change in immigration trends. You really have no idea how to run a search engine, do you? I told you I don't. Well, you you better, and Deb are then I suggest researchers. You, <laughs> you start going to help sections on everything and learn something. Learn how to use your phone. Learn how to use your computer. From CNSNews.com, really more? U.S. Customs and Border Patrol is hailing a marked change in immigration trends, a 40% decline in illegal border crossings at the U.S.-Mexico border between January and February, and a 55% decline in, quote-unquote, inadmissibles who present themselves at southwest ports of entry but are turned away. President Trump campaigned on a promise to slow illegal immigration, and he issued two executive orders boosting immigration enforcement on January the 25th, which was five days after his inauguration. In February, a total of 18,762 individuals were apprehended between the ports of entry on the southwest border, compared with 31,578 in January. A 40.58% drop and 43,255 in December, CBP said. Also in February, a total of 4,808 people present themselves at ports of entry on the southwest border and were deemed inadmissible, compared with 10,899 in January, a 55.8% drop and a 15,176 in December. CBP said the recent drop in illegal border crossings is encouraging because it means fewer people are putting themselves and their families at risks of exploitation, assault, and injury by human traffickers, and the physical dangers of the treacherous journey. CBP also noted that recent changes in immigration policy have prompted human smugglers to increase their fees for taking people to the U.S. border. As directed in my memoranda, implementing the President's executive orders, we remain committed to carrying out fair, impartial, and humane 
I hate when we're just kissing the boots of the civil rights people. It is humane. Well, of course it is. Anyway. Humane enforcement of the nation's immigration laws, Homeland Security Secretary Jack Kelly said in a news release. They're U.S. attorneys, not attorney general. Attorney U.S. attorney generals. Attorney General Jeff Session has asked the remaining 46 U.S. attorneys who serve under the Obama administration to resign. The department said that some U.S. attorneys, as in prior transitions, already had left the department. To U.S. attorneys, not attorney general. Uh, He's the only attorney general. The last show. He's the only attorney general. He's the only U.S. attorney general. Attorney General Jeff Sessions has asked the remaining four, 46 U.S. attorneys who have served on the Obama administration to resign. Okay, but that's not, that's not the story I, I sent you. The attorney, it was right in the title. Attorney general for the state is different than the U.S. The US well, I always thought general. so, but who is he firing? Because, U.S. attorneys. Oh, God, it can't be because he says not to worry because the 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 U.S. attorneys will ha- be handling the cases. Well, if he fired all of them, how are they going to how are they going to do anything? Is it what's your source there? Anyway, I want to move along. I don't really care. I do know they're state attorney generals, but it, he can't be firing the attorneys. He says are going to be working. Un- on everything until he can fill those 93 places. But he did. I, this is <laughs> look, up yesterday, look up yesterday's show. I, I'm done. I'm tired. I don't want to hear it anymore. Uh, I don't care about any of that. All right. Well, I just... I, legal language, legal language, legal language, legal language. I get it. What was so important about the second sh- the second article? It was really important. It's the decreasing since Trump's been in here. Yeah, but, but you sent it to me. We covered that. Now I'm on. To, now I'm on to something else. This is something entirely different. That's one of the ones that you sent me. Yeah, but all I want, all I need is the first paragraph. Forty percent decline in legal crossings at the U.S. Mexico border. Blah blah blah. We're done. Okay. The rest of it is just redundant, Susan. All right, so we're going to go. I don't care. It's just more of what I say for so many years about the southern border. I don't want to be reporting on anything this much that isn't worth listening to. So that's why we're moving along to they blinded me with science. Me, I'm sick. <laughs> oh, for Fox Business, robots are interacting with patients in medical facilities, handling material in warehouses, working in manufacturing, and helping ill children attend school, all with a hand from the cloud. Indeed, by linking to the cloud... Robots are bringing homebound students into classrooms, hallways, and cafeterias to socialize with their friends and continue learning at school. When you allow the student to actually be there, move around, go to classes, and go to recess, 
You return to a sense of control, said Daniel Theobald, chief innovation officer and co-founder of Vecna, a Massachusetts-based company that has created the Vigo robotic telepresence. And with that, I have to go to break. It's Young Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, because we'll be right back. You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, it seems there's certain voodoo priests who, who have the power to bring him back to life. Oh, horrible. It's worse than horrible, because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes, walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? Joe Baca, California Assembly Hispanic Caucus, explains how they must assure that Latinos will keep coming to complete this takeover. We need more Latinos out there. We must stand up and be counted. We must be together. We must be united. Because if we're not united, you know what's going to happen? We're like sticks. We're broken. Pieces. Divided. We're not together. But as a unit, they can't break us. So we've got to come together. And if we're united, si se puede. And we will make the changes that are necessary. But we've got to do it. We've got to stand together, and damn it, don't let them divide us, because that's what they want to do, is to divide us. And once we're divided, we're conquered. You know, but when we look out in the audience and we see, you know, la familia, la raza, you know, it's a great feeling. Isn't it a good feeling? And then, you know, I started to think about that, and I says, it reminded me of a book that we all read and we all heard about, you know, Paul Revere, you know, and, and his, uh, when he was saying, you know, the British are coming, the British are coming. Well, the Latinos are coming, the Latinos are coming. And the Latinos are going to vote. So our voices will be heard. So that's what this agenda is about. It's about assuring that we increase our numbers, that we increase our numbers at every level. When we talk about the Congressional, we talk about the Senate, we talk about Board of Supervisors, Board of Education, City Councils, Commissions. We have got to increase our numbers because the Latinos are coming. Because what's going on right now with 187, the CCRI, and let me tell you, we can't go back. You know, we're at a civil war, but we need to be solidified. We need to come together. We must be strong because united, we form a strong body. United, we become solidified. United, we make a difference. United, we make the changes. United, Latinos will win throughout California. Let's stick together. Si, si, se puede, que no. King Samir Shabazz is the new Black Panther Party's Philadelphia leader. This new Panther version of Black Power does not include white participation. I hate white people. All of them. Every last iota of a cracker, I hate it. We didn't come out here to play today. There's too much serious business going on in the black community to be out here sliding through South Street with white, dirty, cracker whore 
boots on our arm and we call ourselves black men with African garb on. What the hell is wrong with you, black man? You had a doom day with a white girl on your damn arm. You want freedom? You're going to have to kill some crackers. You're going to have to kill some of their babies. I have found that a certain type that calls himself a liberal, and I always thought I was a liberal. <laughs> I came up terribly surprised one time when I found that I was a right-wing conservative <laughs> extremist. When I have listened to everybody's point of view that I ever met, and then decide how I should feel. I mean, but these this so-called new liberal group. Uh, Jesus, they never, they never listen to your point of view, and they make a decision as to what you think, and uh, they're articulate enough and in control of enough of the press to force that uh, uh, image out for the average person. I'm Sheriff David Clark, and I want to talk to you about something personal, your safety. It's no longer a spectator sport. I need you in the game. But are you ready? With officers laid off and furloughed, simply calling 911 and waiting is no longer your best option. You can beg for mercy from a violent criminal, hide under the bed, or you can fight back. But are you prepared? Consider taking a certified safety course in handling a firearm so you can defend yourself until we get there. You have a duty to protect yourself and your family. We're partners now. Can I count on you? This safety message brought to you by the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office. Cooperative Radio Show, Hour 3. Uh, back to the Vigo. The Vigo robot is essentially a virtual student who is present in the classroom, interacts in all the usual ways, even able to raise a hand, so to speak, to respond to questions in real time. But its creators hope you won't think of it as just a fancy Skype or FaceTime. The telepresence platform allows for unilateral connection, said Theobald, all enabled by the fact that the robot is connected to the cloud and able to access maps and data. Whereas FaceTime or Skype requires the recipient to accept the connection, Vigo always allows the person on the remote end to simply show up. Not just two-way audio or video, the student can also drive the robot around the school and perform tasks, enhancing education and alleviating a student's sense of isolation. Machine learning, big data, and the cloud will allow for robots to do more things that are more challenging and more human-like, said Fred Hager. Senior research scientist at Vecna, who is working on areas like robotic cooperation, how robots interact with other robots and with humans. Training a robot that an objective needs to be picked up and uses machine learning techniques. A neural network takes a lot of data. One robot can take years to gather enough data to robustly learn, explained Hager. But pool robots and share experiences among hundreds of thousands of robots, and they are able to learn faster. A shared connection to the cloud is key for robotics. 
The Vecna robotics are used not only in schools, but healthcare facilities and industrial workplaces. There's a big push right now to make America competitive, said Theobald. These techno challenge, technologies allow organizations to compete effectively in the global market. The idea, he said, is to teach robots to do jobs efficiently and safely that humans don't aspire to do, and also to work alongside humans as colleagues rather than replacements. What our robots provide is a disruption by not being disruptive, said Hager. What robots could do is safely and cleanly interact with people in the same environment. The disruption comes in building robots designed to work alongside human beings, agreed Theobald. To integrate the idea of robots as co-workers who operate reliably around humans. Much of this comes from what the robots are able to learn in the cloud. People want robots to be predictable and not do things that are weird, said Theobald. Robots have to learn predictable social norms. A robot interacting with untrained people really needs to interact in an intuitive, friendly way. The interaction may just be passing in the, in the hallway. The human-robot interaction has really benefited from the cloud and other robots to share their experiences and learn from each other. Great. We're headed, we're headed to doomsday. Terminator. Anybody? iRobot. Anybody? The cloud setting lets us link a lot of capable machines into a very useful system. But the line between human and robot needs to be clear. If people are trying to make robots that look like humans, it's harder for people to accept, said Theobald. We found that it's better to have robots be clearly robots and not have them look like humans. Humans want to be human. If robots are cute and look good, they seem safe. Said Hager, the robot has to look like something that belongs in its environment. For example, a robot working in a healthcare environment needs to look trustworthy, but not scary, but not so cute that people question its ability to do real work, said Amanda Baldy, Vecna Director of Marketing. The robot's ability to interact effectively with humans is all tied to the cloud, from which it can ask questions and get answers. The cloud makes robots possible and helps them achieve ever-increasing levels of autonomy previously considered impossible, said Theobald. The reality is that robots are going to change everything, he said, much like the Internet. Well, we always knew it was coming, but sci-fi has taught us that it, it, it's just not not a good thing. <laughs> Inte- uh, artificial intelligence will eventually grow to outthink us and decide where a plague on the planet and get rid of us. All right, what am I doing here? No bigger. Oh, good. I'm I'm out of stories. Okay, no, I have nothing. No copy. No nothing. Okay. Uh, 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 uh. Oh yeah, well, this is probably something I should read. This is from MoveOn.org. We have 18 days to save healthcare for millions of Americans, and we have a plan that could work. Can you join the Ready to Resist emergency call this Sunday, March the 12th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time? Where we'll lay out the 18-day plan of action 
and what each of us can do from anywhere in the country to save health care for millions. Click for RSVP. Hashtag resist on. I just try and find stuff important enough to read to you. <sighs> um, did you do day? Do do da do do do. Pa pa pa. Do 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 do. Western Journal: Trump wins one round in legal battle over immigration order. The same federal judge who first blocked the implementation of President Donald Trump's initial executive order on refugees and immigration has rejected an attempt to block his revised order from taking effect. U.S. District Court Judge James Robart, based in Seattle, was asked to place an emergency restraining order on Trump's new order. States challenging the order sought to have Robart's initial injunction issued last month also apply to Trump's new order. However, Robart refused to agree to their request. The actions not end the legal challenges. Oh, man. Fa- uh, facing Trump's new order. The states of Washington, New York, and Hawaii have all signed their intentions to take the federal government to court over the order. Further, a Wisconsin judge ruled Friday against the new order, but that ruling applied only in one case of a Syrian family, which we covered. Okay, what else do we got here? Hillary, what's up with beep? BD, no, not that. No, you don't want to hear the weekly. I don't think you want to hear the weekly anything. Aha. Let's see some titles here. I got my email from... Ah. Winning labor market booms under Donald Trump. More winning and shattering all expectations. President Trump is doing a great job. No doubt about it. At his very fast pace. The lame stream media can't keep up with him. You, domestic employers generated 298,000 new positions last month for the country's best pace job gain since April 2014. Awesome. U.S. debt decreased by more than $60 billion since Trump inauguration. We've covered that. I don't know for that, but I could go there. Let's go here. Log out. Log in. All right. Oh my goodness, let's just see what's in my profile fast. Alright. Let's let's do some stuff here. And we'll get that up. And we'll get that up. 
And that's Patriot. Over 12 people in D.C. office to keep tabs on Trump. Obama has over 12 people in D.C. office to keep tabs on Trump. Eight nonprofit groups gave $298 million to illegal immigrant services using taxpayer dollars. That's by Wayne Dupree, if you want to look it up. Oh, fake news stuff. Yeah, Nashville. Oh, man. I don't believe I don't have more stories in my timeline. Oh. Hmm. Russia's largest bank confirms hiring Podesta Group to lobby for ending sanctions. Since they're all up in arms about anybody from the admin speaking to them, uh, this seems a little more important. Ignore, Laura Ingraham says, ignore the white noise. Here's the Trump effect. Manufacturing, boom. Jobs, boom. Optimism, boom. Debt, down. Illegal immigration, down. I concur. Obamacare is doing quite well. Better than anyone expected, says the Obamacare (laughs) architect. Ezekiel Manuel went to Fox Business Network to promote the dying Obamacare plan on Friday morning. Can you believe it? Oh, you guys all know that you have to watch everything. Your laptops, your computers, your smart TVs, any smart devices at all, really. Uh, The CIA showed that they can take control, take control of all those any smart device and spy on you with it. So you might want to get up to date like that if you're concerned that you know they're going to turn on your microphone, they're going to turn on your camera, they're going to listen in, they're going to take vote video, whatever there is they're going to do. And this goes for smart TVs as well. You have to going to have to be a little inconvenienced and turn some things off and shut things down. All right, well, this is what you I didn't put in because I was going to put it in for next show, but I guess I'll do it right now. You sent me this, too, from Michael F. Martin. Yep. But he's got a lot of his own opinions in it, and I wasn't sure if it's if you would consider this credible or not. Uh, I sent it to you, did I not? Do you want me to read it? Go for it. I, well, I didn't even know how to say that. Anti-Fi movement? Antifa. Antifa? What the hell does that even mean? Read the article. It doesn't. He doesn't say what Antifa... He will read the article. The Antifa movements are becoming another target that I feel I need to strike with my writing. That's why I didn't like that, because it wasn't from him. The mainstream blah, blah, blah. media is covering up for these groups that follow a communist ideology. They use various names for their anti-fascist groups to make it look decentralized, but their funding comes from the same places. So did you figure it out yet? No. Anti-fascist. Antifa. Antifa. Anti-fascist. So they're saying we're fascist? So just read the dang thing. 
The anti-facta, I can't even say, groups are getting marching orders from somewhere and are far more organized and portrayed. Their goal is to disrupt, intimidate, and use violence when they think they can get away with it to shut down free speech and peaceful assembly. That is to affect political change through violence, which of course is the definition of terrorism. That the lying mainstream media tells a false narrative of events shows they are complicit with this communist terrorism. Of course, I shouldn't get so irritated when I know the source of this particular reporting is from the San Francisco NBC affiliate. San Francisco might as well be the Soviet Union considering the dominant political ideology and NBC reporting has been supporting of socialist causes for decades. But here's just a simple example of how these, I'm not going to say the word, falsify the narrative. Quote, the March for Trump rally in Berkeley on Saturday was advertised as a peaceful gathering, but violence broke out before the start of the actual event and ended in 10 arrests. And actually, Lou Dobbs did this story as well. A rowdy crowd gathered at the Martin Luther King Jr. Civic Center Park. Did he ever say that the, we should be rowdy? Did Martin Luther King Jr. ever say that? No. Supporters and detractors of President Donald Trump, including members of the national group, by any means necessary. Where are these people? Do you even know what that is? What is? The group, by any means necessary. You're stopping. You don't want everyone taking it out of context. That is not even a complete sentence. It says supporters and detractors of President Donald Trump, including members of the national group, by any means necessary, were joined by a large number of police officers clad in riot gear. What is a group called by any means necessary? Um, I guess. I'm asking you, have you heard of this? No. Okay, and this is from, this is from the San Francisco no- newspaper. Could you just read? At first, people toted signs, chanted slogans, and got into heated debates. Before long, Trump supporters were fighting counter-protesters and getting in their faces to show support for the president. The American dream is all but dead, Trump supporter Mike B. said. We are here to protect it. That is how the NBC Bay Area affiliate began their article on the March 4th clashes and its load of... See, this is why I didn't like this. Yes, the Trump supporters showed up and began to... And it's a load of crap. I said read it. I didn't say edit it. Yes, the Trump supporters showed up and began to group together to show their support for Trump. This YouTube video shows early footage of the beginning of the clashes, and it tells a different story. The very start of the video shows a now infamous based stick man. Yeah, look, just read it. Who got arrested that day and charged with six felonies. Okay, so what's a based stick man? Um, if you don't know, then just keep reading. Well, tell the people out there. What is it? Really? We need to know. What is the base stick man? Base? I don't know what you're talking about. There's no such thing as base. Based stick man. Infamous based stick man. What does that mean? The very start of the video shows the now infamous based stick man 
who got arrested that day and charged with six felonies. There you go. Keep going. You'll hear more about it, I'm sure. Him and the people around him are laughing that the mainstream media is portraying them as white supremacists. Based stick man and a few others are dressed in protective gear and openly carrying weapons. It, why do you keep saying based stick Because that's what it says. Based. B-A-S-E-D is based. I know what it is. That's what it is. That's what it's called. I have no clue what this is. Well, it's a guy that beat people with a stick. All right? Now we, now we can move along. Well, that's what I mean. I didn't. He didn't uh, explain what this was. Considering the violence at a Milo event a month ago at Berkeley, and this is the author, I may not condone those weapons, but I can understand it. At the Milo event, and you're going to have to help me with this because I am clueless when it comes I'm to this. I'm not going to help you. What the it. heck is the Milo? You sent it to me. What just read it. It is self-explanatory. Please just read the article. And at- if you're this far behind on immigration news that you don't know who Stickman is, we have a problem. This is not immigration news. This is about an event with this group protesting it and attacking people. Uh, yeah, the march. Is... He's at the march for Ben, and he yes, he hit somebody with a stick, and he's called Stickman. I don't know what the hell "based" means. Has no basis. Well, that's what I'm asking you. <laughs> I just <laughs> answered you. At the Milo event, peaceful people waiting to attend were pepper sprayed, punched, beaten senseless, and otherwise brutalized by I can't say that name, Antifa. Antifa, move on. Rioters. Say it three times and move on. Antifa, go. Fa-fa-fa? No. Jeff-fa-fa? Come on, let's go. Antifa. Say it. (laughs) Antifa? Jeff-fa-fa? All right. Knowing these Antifa groups intend violence, some Trump supporters are feeling the need to aggressively defend themselves. Then we will go to the large number of police clad in riot gear. Fiction this article creates. From other footage I, the writer, watched, there were about 20 police officers that showed up around 12.30 p.m. They looked prepared, but did not engage in the violent clashes for at least an hour, three minutes, and 42 seconds into the above-linked video. A Trump supporter is herded, isolated, and then brutally gang-attacked by the Antifa rioters. There was not a police officer in sight, nor did they move in to stop this attack. Did you know any of this? Did, I it, read the whole thing, so I guess I know. No, no, I'm saying, did, is, is it anywhere else? And they're not, I mean, Lou Dobbs did do it, but he, they didn't say, he didn't say all this stuff. I just heard it today on his uh, repeat show. He did say that these people were really violent towards the, the Trumps. Why would the Trump people go into Berkeley after they just had a riot there? Why would they go back? Why would they even bother? Susan, I don't speculate on why people do things. Read the article. Are you going to even opine on it? I, I, I think it's self-explanatory. So the police were present early on, but they were a non-factor. They might as well have been cardboard cutouts for the first hour of the clashes. This forced Trump supporters to work as a group for their own self-defense. Then we look at the Trump supporters were fighting counter-protesters. Load of malarkey. If that statement said Trump supporters in self-defense fought counter-protesters, I would agree. 
What they fail to mention is the Antifa group. Antifa. Under the guise of BAM. Oh, by any means necessary. Where are all these groups coming from, for Christ's sake? The group's full name is just too long uh, and too stupid for me to bother talking. Deliberately approached and then invaded the Trump supporters' personal space. That in itself is an aggressive act. Then add that they carried metal bars, baseball bats, which is really, really, that does damage. Metal bars and baseball bats. You've got to be kidding me. Two by fours. Are you kidding me? Smoke bombs and pepper spray. And then initiated assaults on Trump supporters. That is correct. Trump supporters felt they needed to defend themselves by retaliating against violence with violence. That is what the lying mainstream media in the case this NBC Bay Area affiliate reports to deceive the public. They want to reverse the story, leave out facts, use deceptive language to make the Trump supporters sound like the villains. That false narrative is designed purposely to keep these Antifa rioters. Oh, are you going to ever say it right? <laughs> I'm going to say it right. Oh, yes, you are. You are. Antifa. That's not, how it's, uh, that's, not how I, that's not how I said to pronounce it. Writers from being labeled as domestic terrorists. The mainstream media is complicit in this domestic terrorism. That shows the communist progressives in America have their team organized. Of course, the article is forced to report on a few truths. They report on the weaponry I listed above, but make it sound like it was evenly distributed among the two groups. When they list that 10 people were arrested, that makes it sound like the police took an active role early in the clashes. The police did not. They stood back and watched Trump supporters being assaulted. It was not until Trump supporters fought back that the police moved in. Now when it comes to the new superhero of the right, based stick man, he screwed up. And now he's going to get into all his... I have no idea why he keeps saying based stick man. I'm I'm just just reading it. Um, His mistake was carrying a shield and a stick that obviously was intended as a weapon. If he had a carry permit for a firearm, he would have much better legal standing. With a legal firearm, he could have shot and killed the rioters physically attacking him and it would have been self-defense. Do you agree with that? I don't think the courts would have agreed with that. Depends on which court. They're in San, Fran- San Francisco. Um, I think the, the statement is correct. Oh. They'd still have more standing than than this. Than using a stick and a shield? Yeah, because um, those considered weapons. And in many places, you can't carry weapons open. Okay. But if he had a concealed carry, that's different? He has a legal right to carry the gun. Well, we have a legal right to defend ourselves no matter what we use. Well, I understand that, and he's explaining the reality. <laughs> not what it should be, but what it is. Okay, so if I stab somebody as a woman that's attacking me with First my of knife? All, you're a woman. The whole different whole different conversation. <laughs> A legal weapon makes a big difference in this whole scenario. 
It is a pity because I sympathize with his desires to protect himself and his group. I, I, I understand. Did they outlaw shields or something? That, I know. That, this is, Makes no sense. That's why I'm asking you. What the hell? Is it a stick has to be registered? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Where what are, the hell? Where, are, where does this guy live exactly? San Francisco. Oh, that, that explains a lot of it. That's what this happened. I said it to you three times. I know you did. The progressive left communists control the police and courts in California, and he will probably get screwed due to that. That brings me back to my opening statement. These groups, from Black Lives Matter to BAM to any others, are our loose affiliation that answers to an overlord. They are the brown shirt soldiers being sent out to quell the masses. They carry flags on long metal poles and use those flagpoles to assault people. Sometimes they lock arms and try to walk through whatever resistance is put up against them. They attack people with different political beliefs with pepper spray and by throwing bricks. No one died this time, but what about next time? Again, they want a revolution. They don't know what it entails. And just and no, these idiots don't want a revolution. So a, that's other, they don't. They are they believe they're going to stop Trump at all costs. And once that's on, we'll fall back into the homeostasis of Democrats being in charge again. All right, I have another question for you. If they pushed this so bad, Obama's already written executive orders for martial law. Is Trump going to have to enforce that? If chaos completely takes over our country, is he going to have to do that? And you of do course, realize that you're talking nonsense. You're mixing the end, the the end. Uh, uh, I can't even think of it. The <coughs> the um, defense bill. What what it said in there? It get, that's where all the stuff is. It, the executive order is completely different. An executive order does not have to be followed. Because it's unconstitutional anyway. Yeah, but nobody knows that Because of how it's used. I know. The reality is that... There's, there's somebody, look, I don't know. Because people are crazy. I don't know what they're going to do. Something crazy. They're never going to stop. It's just... They're going to pick at every little thing constantly. It's going to get annoying. It, it's not annoying. It's dangerous. These people almost got killed. You could be annoyed and it can be dangerous all at the same time. This is scary. We're going into revolution, Brian. We are. It, you know, look, what did what project did you do? The Patriots Pub, right? Uh-huh. Patriotspub.us? Yep. You started in what year? 1763. You don't see a correlation between that oh, and that? here we go again. No, I don't. Well, okay, because they're already going to violence. We didn't go to violence in that before that. Um, they were all Christians. But we're not anymore. Well, but you say, but you, that being said, Samuel Adams, no, it's Samuel. Samuel Adams. Uh, who, who did the tea party? Sam, uh, who did the tea party? Yeah. Samuel Adams. Oh, that it is correct. Okay. <laughs> Well, Samuel Adams intentionally got his fellow citizens killed to try and gin up a revolution. If you don't, if you didn't remember that, why are you sitting there in silence reading 
Well, because I didn't know if I wanted to continue with this or not. But um, you need to do your spiel. And I will continue seeing it. What do you mean? It's time for a commercial break. It's your spiel. It's time for your spiel. No, no. The spiel is part of the break. I'd like you to do it first. That's how we did it the last two times, because it worked better. Says you. Anyway, I don't feel good. Um, If you're wondering where you can listen to our show live, you can go to uncooperativeradio.com. Friday, Saturday nights at, what is it, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. There you can find, download, and listen to all our shows for free. You can also get apps for your different, you know, devices. Just scroll all the way to the very bottom of the page. That's where the, that's where that's at. Oh. And uh, while you're there, please like, love the show, leave a comment, whatever. If you come during the live show, uh, there is a chat. Get in, jump in the chat, try to interact. Uh, trying to think of anything else. That's about it for that. We also can be heard on iHeart, iTunes, TalkShoe, Podbean, Blueberry. We have a we have two Facebook pages. Both of them are in Facebook prison, and they're never coming out. So. You're going to have to go over to the Twitter page for the show if you want to be on a page for the show. And uh, you can go over to Twitter, obviously, create an account if you don't have one. And then just do a search for Uncooperative Radio and uh, it'll pop up. But my personal Facebook page, for some reason, is not in jail. And that's that's Brian Bonner nine zero. Brian Bonner nine zero. The Twitter account we talked about. My personal Twitter is at Brian Bonner. We're also rebroadcasted on RedStateTalkRadio.com and through them. Wait a minute, RedStateTalkRadio.com on the Encore channel. Ten p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday and Sunday. RedStateTalkRadio.com is a 24-7 streaming internet talk radio show station. So check it out. Uh, Through them, you can hear us on TuneIn, TalkStream Live, Roku. And when you're at the Encore channel, if you want to listen, you don't have any data... We have a phone that you can listen for free. You can only listen. You can't interact. And free on our side. I don't know what kind of crazy stuff you got going on your own. But if you want to listen to the Encore channel, it's 605-562-4221. 605-562-4221. Oh, don't worry about it. Just go to RedStateTalkRadio.com. On the right-hand side, there's two players. They'll have... They have the phone numbers there. They have the schedule there, too. And while you're there, check out the newsletter. It's free. And it's really good. I like it. You will, too. And if not, I doubt it. But if not, just unsubscribe. We don't keep track of it. So you won't be any problems at all. 
And with that, we're going to a break. So, Cooperative Radio Show, stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our prosperity, do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. When was the last time you read the Constitution or reviewed the Bill of Rights? When was the last time you read them to your children? These documents, the foundation of this great nation, are not documents to be ignored. They are to be embraced. So sit down and read them to your children. And a tool you can use to do this is a little book called The Citizen's Rulebook. To receive a copy, call 602-258-6406. It only costs a dollar and can mean the difference in your children's understanding of the country they live in. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194-800-917-2194-800-917-2194. That's 800-917-2194. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the Term Lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. Attention users of the blood-thinning drug Xarelto. If you took the drug Xarelto and experienced complications such as cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, you may be eligible to get a cash award for your suffering. Call the Xarelto Help Hotline now at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. To qualify for a cash settlement, you must file a claim before the deadline. So don't miss your opportunity 
opportunity for a cash settlement. Call 855-719-3101 now for a free no-obligation consultation. Our call center is open 24-7. So if you took the drugs Arelto and experienced cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, call the Xarelto Help Hotline at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. That's 855-719-3101. If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details, not available in all states. Cooperative Radio Show, hour half of three. Ugh. I apologize, I don't feel good. You know what? I just, I guess no, it, that's fine. Just so then they're talking. He's talking about uh, the long metal poles, and they use the poles to assault people, and pepper spray, and throwing bricks. Uh, this use of violence to shut down free speech and the right to peaceful assemble is an act of terrorism needs to be treated as such. Under Obama, these groups were given free reign. They operated with virtual impunity as they torched Ferguson, Baltimore, Charlotte, and many more, which is absolutely true. But of course, uh, Loretta Lynch was going after us, the gun owners. They physically assaulted supporters attending Trump rallies last, all last summer and fall. Even though the rioters commit multiple felonies under the Obama administration, they rarely were held accountable under the law. I personally believe Obama, this is the writer, is openly supporting these communist terrorists because I can't remember hearing him condemn them. Something changed at noon, January 20, 2017. Trump stepped into office. Even very fake news outlets like CNN had to report that 217 rioters were arrested on felony charges in the inauguration riots. It was a good first step in combating this attempted communist insurrection. One way to quell these violent rioters is to arrest them and hold them accountable. The forces, even the lying media to acknowledge that these rioters are dangerous criminals. Um, the other thing that I'd really do like that the cities are charging these people when they do damage. Just like they yeah, did some in, places. in Dakota, that whole Dakota thing. They're finding more and more, by the way, of um, environmental atrocities done at that, whatever that was. <laughs> the campground? 
yeah, they're finding way more toxic stuff. Things are spilling into the river that they, they didn't know was there because once they're, they're uncovering and cleaning it up more and more. So these people actually are making the river toxic. Yeah, that they supposedly are worried about. Um, okay, let's see. It's ironic, Alanis. This, this forces even the lying media to acknowledge that these rioters are dangerous criminals. When you look at the people who make up their membership, you find a lot of teachers, college professors, students, and social workers. Sargon of Akda does a great job exposing this in his YouTube video. He also explains the difference between this movement and the anarchist movement. He rightly points out that these people are a cancer that needs to be destroyed. You would think with their educational level that these protesters would be intelligent, but their public actions show they are mentally unhinged and, deranged and yeah, dangerous. Yeah, because they've been brainwashed. This is a hardline communist movement that uses terrorism to try and achieve their political goals. By splitting up into many small name groups around the country, it gives the false picture that they are separate movements. They are not. They receive funding and support from the progressive communist establishment elite. They are giving marching orders on where and when to protest. Umbrella groups like MoveOn.org give them material support and training. Now, so does, we've been exposing Obama's organization too. OFA. Right. They're doing that actively. They have online tutorials. We talked about that last show. They need to be stopped. This is a very organized domestic terrorist operation. They need to be stopped before people start dying. The actions of a few Trump supporters fighting back in Berkeley, California, show that this is heading in a bad direction. I could have used examples, it's the writer again, from a few other places, but I chose this one. Trump supporters are not the soft targets that these terrorists like to terrorize. They are middle America the working-class citizens who legally own a lot of firepower. It is only a matter of time and some flag-wielding idiot committing felony assault will find himself dead. If the Trump administration does not stop worrying about cracking down on legalized pot and name these groups as domestic terrorists and start jailing their leadership and members, that will be the result, unfortunately. End of story. Actually, it's the beginning. It's the beginning of what's happening, Brian. Oh, well, I told you, things are going to get worse before they get better, right? If they're ever going to get radically better. I'm, I'm, you know, I I feel a little better that since Donald Trump's been president, at least. I'm still waiting for the other shoe to drop, though. The shoe's dropping all over the place. You gotta be kidding me! They're gonna impeach him. They're going to that's, impeach him. That's not the shoe, Susan. <clears throat> All right, let's move along from CNN to Communist News Network here. Uh, the media has been pushing a story that a January raid in Yemen, authorized by Donald Trump, was a failure. Navy SEAL William Ryan Owens lost his life on the mission. But Trump stated the raid yielded significant intelligence. A new report by the Communist News Network forced the media 
to make a shocking admission about the raid. CNN reported significant intelligence was gathered by the SEALs. By allowing the United States military to track down hundreds of contacts or associates of Al-Qaeda. CNN, several U.S. officials told CNN Thursday that the U.S. is now taking action to locate and monitor hundreds of people or contacts found as part of the intelligence retrieved during the deadly raid last month in Yemen targeting Al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula. Some of these people are believed to be in the West, but not in the United States. The government is taking action to find and monitor these ACAP-linked individuals because of the threat to Europe they may pose, the officials said. The fact that officials are accurately pursuing leads uncovering from the raid indicates that the intelligence was indeed actionable, despite some media reports to the contrary. Some media report. Does anybody read some those some people? I don't know. Must be hanging out with Sal Manila. Defense officials have told Communist News Network that information pertaining to the location of safe havens, explosives, manufacturing, training, and targets were acquired in the January ground operation. Trump acknowledged Owens' window during his address at Congress and said his sacrifice would be etched for all eternity. Trump also told Karen Owens her husband was part of a successful mission that yielded significant intelligence. Democrats in the so-called mainstream media, lamestream, began attacking the raid as a means to hurt Trump. The National Broadcast of Communism News reported 10 sources, likely Obama loyalists embedded within the government, told them no significant intelligence was obtained from the raid. Quote, No one questions Owen's heroism and sacrifice. Ten current U.S. officials across the government who have been briefed on the details of the raid told NBC that so far... No truly significant intelligence has emerged from the hall. A U.S. intelligence official told NBC News that the Trump administration continued to call the mission a success because they have become locked into a narrative that no evidence and no one in the intelligence community can corroborate. The official said that Senator John McCain publicly disputed the success of the raid because the Defense Department has briefed many in Congress on what actually occurred during the raid. But NBC printed fake news that was likely handed to them by Obama's supporters. Since the media has completely thrown in with the Democrats in trying to bring down Trump, they did not question the information they were given. And as the latest report shows, Trump was correct, and the Obama's bureaucrats were running an operation that wasn't designed to deliver the truth, but rather take down the president. Well, that was a good story, wasn't it? Now, now everyone's got a, a knot in their stomach again. What are you talking about? Trump. A knot in their stomach? From what? Worrying. Oh. 
Why would you got that from CNN News or Breitbart? I got it from CNN. News. Why would CNN News report on CNN News? Susan, I don't know. It said CNN News. What do you want me to do? That's where the that's where the quotes were from. Got it? Right, but what was your source? What was the source of that article? That was the source. Oh, man, no, move along. Just let it go. Two women were kicked out of a homeless shelter to make room for a man. Because he said he is a transgender woman, according to a Canadian news report. The woman objected when they were told they would have to share a bedroom and live in the shelter with the man, and so both were asked to leave the shelter for good, said the TV reporter. I was uncomfortable with my roommate being transgender, said the one woman. Said of the woman, Tracy, in a TV reporter from Canada's Global News Network. He wants to become a woman. I mean, that is his choice. But when a man becomes, when a man comes into a woman's shelter who still has a penis and genitals, he has more rights than we do, Tracy said. Um, just for the record, Tracy, a penis is, <laughs> is a genital. When you say genitals, it refers to the whole package. Well, what do you want from a Canadian? Canada's progressive law forbid discrimination against people who are trying to live as members of the opposite sex. That legal rule gives them legal authority over women and men who prefer to live, work, and socialize with their own sex. Canadian law even backs men who merely say they are transitioning and have not undergone sex, sex change surgery. The second woman, Blaine, said the man's arrival denies women any distance from men. Some women have had bad experiences with men, so they are fleeing men, and now we have a man living there. Blaine highlights the central issue created by the transgender advocates, demand that men and women be freely allowed to change their legal sex to match their self-selected gender identity. Regardless of biology. Well, it would have to be regardless of biology, wouldn't it? I think we learned how to test for X and Y chromosomes in grade school. But they don't teach that anymore. Uh, blah, 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 blah. If enacted via the U.S. courts, the gender identity definition of legal sex would effectively eliminate single-sex facilities and institutions, such as bathrooms, showers, sports leagues, and uh, women's shelters. Because a man could simply say he was a female, gender identity, and then legally walk into a woman's facility, including a shower room. We need to make a fine line. No, we don't. We need to call these things what they are. Crazy. It's just crazy. They need help. They don't need acceptance. And 
What happened to get out of my bedroom? Now you now you coming into my bathroom. We need to make a fine line between the distinction of male, female, and transgender, said Blaine. I think it's all three different groups. I feel bad for this person. They are transitioning, but they need to be in a place where they can associate with other people like them. Officials at the shelter declined to talk to Breitbart News. The progressive demand that biology be subordinated to gender identity, if enforced by government, will wipe out single-sex heterosexual institutions in society, such as single-sex sports leagues, single-sex facilities in Gateswell schools, and women's shelters. It would also transform science-based language, law enforcement, and social cooperation, science education, and parental guidance of children's sexual development health, such as the Boy Scouts. And I'm out of time. It's your Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening on UncooperativeRadio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of here. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.